If you're looking for a trusted source of natural supplements, look no further than NutritionW.com. Since 1979, Nutrition World has been a staple in the Chattanooga community with dedicated research specialists that stay ahead of the trends to make sure you have the most reliable products available at the most competitive prices. All of their supplements are vetted for quality, effectivity, and potency and shipped using the utmost care with cold packs included in each and every order. You can shop online now at NutritionW.com and choose from thousands of your favorite supplements, sports nutrition, pet, and specialty food products today. Nutrition World, partners on your wellness journey. Hi friends, you're listening to the Holistic Navigator Podcast. Welcome to 2019. As we look towards a new year, many of us are setting health goals to achieve, and most often they're typically centered around weight loss and exercise. So we wanted to spend some time today and talk about why exercise is so vital to your health. Here in the studio with me, as always, is your host, Ed Jones. Um, Ed, I know exercise has been a huge part of your life. Could you talk about why is activity so, so vital for health? What is it that exercise does in our body? And why is it so important for us to to do it, to be healthy? And you are right. Thank you. Uh, exercise has been a significant chunk of my life. Now, I must say that early on in my life, when I say early, from the uh, young kid stage till about 16, it was zero in my life. I ran from it because I was picked on and I didn't like school and all the things that come with that. But because of my somehow falling into the whole arena of holistic health, longevity, trying to figure out why people get diseases. It became clear to me early on that inactivity was going to probably doom most of us with our health. And this was way before people actually did exercise for anything other than maybe losing body fat or looking better. In fact, now there's a saying that Sitting is the new smoking. And the reason that is now being quoted is because they can take blood levels of people who are sitters, which many Americans are, I would guess 70%. And they can take their blood at one time of the day. And based on the fact that they sat in their couch and they watched TV or other sitting positions in about four hours, that blood work, blood work will look different than it would if they we're just active. We're not even talking going to the gym. I'm talking just walking and, you know, doing the normal activities. So the blood is thicker. The uh, antioxidants have lowered. The free radicals, which damage us, have uh, increased. So it's a significant issue for people who care about their stamina, longevity, and health. Uh, I do always say that you cannot exercise your way out of a bad diet. So that's the other part is, you know, exercise is so important, but we have to have two components to this and the other parts. When you combine exercise with good eating, there is almost incredible what the body is capable of doing. And that is staying well and not succumbing to disease. Right. So it's not just to lose weight, but there's also a lot of factors that play into it beyond that. Correct. And yes, and mental factors. It is the greatest antidepressant on earth. Uh, and now we, I've, you know, I've lived a life with some ups and downs and I've had some times of being somewhat, uh, depressed, uh, back when I was in my early thirties, 
And the last thing you want to do when you're in a dark hole is go to the gym and work out. But I will say, uh, for some reason, I was born with a gene for discipline, and I just can make myself do things, even though every cell in me is screaming not to. <laughs> My, despite back then, I did fall into the pharmaceutical intervention at a point. I also did everything nutrient wise, but the only consistent uh, activity or choices I made that really kept me afloat was exercise. And that was going to the gym and exercising pretty hard, but not like killing myself. So it's medicine for the soul. It's medicine for the brain. It is what produces so many of the balancing factors within us. And, you know, if you think about nature, uh, 99.8% of the time we've been on this earth as creatures, we've been very active because we had to search for food and travel distances for water and this and weather. Uh, It wasn't an option. Uh, The body is built to be active. So, yes, number one medicine on earth is exercise. Yeah, we live in such a culture of convenience now. I mean, everything is so easy to do, really. I mean, compared even to, you know, 40 or 50 years Mm ago, um, you know, we don't have to work farms if we don't want to. We don't have to go out each morning and milk the cows and harvest the eggs. And um, so it's, it's easy to see why just the simple act of being active has become so difficult for many people. So we're starting out in a new year for somebody who is going from zero to a hundred. So somebody that is living a sedentary lifestyle, who isn't active, who's wanting to begin a simple exercise regimen, what advice would you have for them? Uh, you know, and that's many people. And of course, so often at the turning of the year is when probably more of those commitments are made. Here's the formula recipe that I've really uh, speak on very regularly. One thing that causes people with the best intentions to be in the gym for January and February and then March, you're half the time you're there. And by April, you never come back. You have to have an, a very accountable system uh, of self-accountability, not someone else. And I've come up with a, a program that mentally I think can uh, help alleviate some of this. Because the thing is, once you start missing, uh, and I always say this in the gym, the guys and other people will say, you know, you're here six days a week. And I said, yeah, I'm afraid if I take two days off, I'll wake up and it'll be 10 years off (laughs) because it's common. Mm -hmm. And so what you do is first off, and we'll talk about this, setting up the type of program. But it's really more important that you have consistency. And even regardless of what protocol program you choose, you have to be consistent. And that will be this. If you wake up tomorrow morning and you've already set up your program, And you say to yourself, did I work out yesterday? And the answer is yes. Then you have a full option to not work out that day. You can go if you want. And it's perfect. It's great. It adds to the to the results somewhat. But if you wake up and you say, I did not work out yesterday, you do not give yourself an option to not work out. It's just simple black and white. Uh, It's not going to be an option. You will find a time and place that day unless you're in an emergency room or some major thing happens to your life or you had a terrible temperature, you will be in the gym. And that's not that hard. 
We're talking three days a week, one week and four days a week the next. And, and you don't have to go to the gym if you don't want to. I'm talking elevating pulse rate and doing something that makes blood flow. Now, is that optimal? No, I don't think it's optimal. I'm into super fitness. The super fitness to me, you don't have to be in for longevity and health, but it's something that has side benefits of looking better, feeling stronger, more stamina. And now that I'm turning the corner to be 62, all of the years of doing that uh, is paying off because I can still function. I can still do almost every single thing I ever could do. In fact, I can do it better. So for somebody going to the gym for the first time or for the first time in a long time, are there a certain set of exercises that you would recommend? Is it a mixture of cardio and weightlifting? Would it just be cardio? Is it walking? Is it running? You know, I'm a big, huge uh, believer in being open-minded about almost every idea in life. I'm uh, very comfortable with hearing how others do it. I digest things. It's like to me, life is like a smorgasbord, and I really go and taste and 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 savor each and everything, and then I make up my own mind. But if you want absolute bullet points from Ed Jones, you want to mix aerobic exercise with weight training. You do not want to completely do one over the other. Will you get results if you do one over the other? Yes, you will get some. But why not choose the very best for your life? And the reason I'm saying you have to mix these two, I've seen too many people who are endurance athletes only. When you do not train with weights, you're going to lose muscle mass after the age of between 35 and 40. You're going to lose about 1% to 2% per year. That's significant. You know what? You don't see that in 10 years, but you do see it in 10 to 20. And once you start losing it, the skin's flabby. The muscles jiggle. You don't have the strength. It doesn't help you with osteoporosis prevention. Uh, And so on the other side of the coin, people who only lift weights and they do it with good intensity and are resting a lot in between, they're really not getting the cardiac benefits of raising HDL by elevating pulse rate to, on me, elevating pulse rate to 120. Uh, I attempt to do that anytime I'm in the aerobic mindset. So you want to mix this. How often do you mix it? As long as you have a fairly regular back and forth. Some people do both in the gym on the same day. I do. Uh, Some people will pick one day on aerobics and one day on strength training. The bullet point on strength training is this, though. Don't, in my opinion, make the mistake of what many people do who are uh, doing high reps. High reps meaning when you do a bench press, say you take the bar and you're going to do a bench press, you want to keep that at about 8 to 12 reps. Do not go above that because then you're not stimulating the osteoblast and osteoclast in your bone. You're not building the muscle mass. You're not creating the strength of the tendons and ligaments. What you're doing is you're tightening up things. You might see an appearance of better definition, which is great, but you've got to have this balance that, that the nature actually gave us when we lived in the jungle. You had to do a lot of things that were short and fast and heavy and blank, blank, blank in order to, to survive. We need to copy the primal nature of this nature universe that we lived in for so long. I gotcha. So I, I've definitely heard the argument been made that 
for those that are doing high intensity, uh, you know, consistent short rest period, heavy lifting. Um, I've heard the argument made that that's actually enough that you're going to get the, the aerobic exercise and the cardio exercise that you need from just doing that. Would you agree with that? You can make it work if you only rest 30 seconds between sets. So there's plenty of options for people who don't want to do uh, strict aerobic. I don't do much aerobics. You don't need a whole lot. You can be on, it depends on your intensity, but you can actually do a great aerobic program in, in eight to 10 minutes if you're doing the high intensity, which is, which you have to read about. I won't explain it now, but it's a short lived, very intense type of protocol that gives you the ability to uh, do what you need out of exercise. When you look, when I look at people who are endurance athletes, only do yoga, only do this treadmill thing, I've watched them decline over the years. I've watched them age faster. They sag more. Their skin's different. They get osteoporosis quicker. You can't expect it to be the miracle exercise. You just can't. What I do is I have a, uh, a back and forth system of heavy weight training that does it in a manner where I'm not going to hurt myself because I've done it for so long. And if you're, and you don't want to start with heavy weight training, you need to learn to do it properly. You know, there was a day when I truly believed personal trainers were just a luxury. uh, And now I don't because many people, especially women, if they're uncomfortable with weight training, need someone who can watch them do this. Now, again, the devil's in the details with who you choose. You can, you could find plenty of people who are muscle heads, which is what you don't want. Generally, sometimes they're great, but generally you want someone who's really in the overall fitness and understands the implications of, of a middle-aged or older person embracing this and, and uses safety uh, along with believing that heavy weights are a part of the protocol. Not all personal trainers are adhering to the heavyweight uh, uh, kind of ideas that I do. When I say heavy, if you can do 12 reps with something, you need to go up on weight. So if you can do a 100-pound bench press for 12 reps, it's time to go up because you really want to get it down to about 8 to mm-hmm. 9 to 10. So once you get you add weight, you're back down to 8. Well, work with that until you get to about 11 or 12. Then you start adding more weight. That's what makes you look better. It makes you live with more stamina. I don't know if it's going to make you live longer, but you're going to have less broken bones. You're going to have less of the problems. And once you lose, or as called sarcopenia, once you lose that muscle mass, the aging part, it's a lot more difficult to get it back than it is to keep it. Mm. I mean, I'm not here to brag at all, but my personal journey on this is, you know, I'm, I'm only 62. Uh, my body fat's about 10%. I weigh about 174 pounds. I, uh, you know, I did jump rope and set a really... Uh, kind of world record back about 15 years ago when before everyone jumped into this, but I did a one hour uh, chin up record that I uh, did 285 chin ups in one hour. Uh, in the past four years, I uh, have done a lot of challenges on a local level to see if people would like to try to win and beat me and we would give out gift cards. One of those was seeing how many times can you do a jump rope, the revolutions. And I did. 191 in 60 seconds. Uh, ended up, no one beat me unless they did double unders, which if you know what those are, it's, it's, it's different than what I did. I did not do double unders. So 191 in a minute. Uh, I, there, I did think of a kind of a silly but simple uh, 
challenge that I like to challenge myself. That's really where it comes down to. But I did a dead hang. What is a dead hang? It's where you just get on a chin-up bar and you just grab it and you hang with your body weight. Uh, It doesn't sound like a long time. I did three minutes and 30 seconds about two or three years ago. That one thing created more soreness than I've ever had in my entire life that lasted about three weeks. Uh, And then I also did uh, 34 chin-ups in two minutes a few years ago. And I can still pop out 24 to 25 chin-ups on one hang on most good days. I am now doing about 90 push-ups on one breath. I did it this morning in the gym. Uh, You can't do this unless you train with a certain intensity, of course. And again, you don't need to be on this level to want to to live longer and be healthier. It's just something I enjoy doing. So I think uh, there there's a lot of myths surrounding some of the ideas about exercise as far as doing one thing is really all you need to do. Could you speak into that uh, a little bit about why it's so important to have variation in your exercises? Yes, it is important. And I will say, firstly, anything's better than nothing. So don't think, oh, well, I can't do these ideas that Ed has. It's just too much. Don't. No, no, no. Everything's going to help the brain chemistry. That is the first golden rule. So we, if you are depressed, if you, if you want to feel better, if you just want to take the step, do whatever it takes just to elevate pulse rate slightly. And if that's walking around your block or doing something, it's great, but it won't get you to the level of optimal health, longevity, and fitness. And not everyone wants that. Well, I say not everyone wants it. Yes, everyone does want that. Who doesn't want to have low body fat, look better, uh, have more life life energy and stamina, unless you got something wrong with you, of course you want that. Are you willing to pay the price is the, is the question. Now, a lot of the, what I consider, it, I would call it Ed Smith's because, uh, you know, many people who would, who listen or would listen to me say this would uh, not feel that I'm accurate, but the people who focus only on what they used to call long, slow uh, exercise, which is being on a treadmill for an hour at a setting that's very low, the pulse rate is only about 90, but they're burning all these calories, they say. Well, that's only minimally effective. It's not doing the goals that we want, uh, but it's easy. So again, it's a first step, but it's not where you want to end up being. Secondly, the guys and the women now who lift intensely, heavy, heavy pretty heavy weights, doesn't have to be super, but intensely weightlifting and has a long rest periods in between the sets. And sets meaning, of course, if you do a bench press, that's a set. And then the reps in that set would tell how many you do. But if you get off that bench press and you're going to sit or talk or be on your phone for anything more than 45 seconds, you're depleting some of the benefit of your fitness. Many people do a set and rest five minutes. It's going to do only one thing. It's going to build strength in the muscle some, uh, but it's not going to build, again, your health, longevity, bone mass, all that. It won't really be accomplished with this kind of workout. Uh, again, we have the devil is in the details of so much of our health, and it isn't that difficult. Like I always go back to, the again, the primal uh, nature of our existence in this life. It was never one single thing. It was a complete mixture of fruits and vegetables and meats and and exercise and, and activities and blank, blank, blank. That's how the body adapts and that's how it does its best. 
obviously supplementation is an important part as well. Um, people are very interested, I think, in pre-workouts and uh, amino acids and things to help them find those results quicker or more effectively. So do you have any of those recommendations or things that you take personally that can help you hit those next levels? Uh, absolutely, because you can't hit these levels without supplementation. So, yes, super supplementing. And that is, of course, a big part of this show is we talk about uh, my journey into supplementation, what I've observed and what I really feel confident in recommending. Uh, but the big macro picture here, without getting into the details, you know, you got to have protein, but I've completely turned the corner of not too much. There was many decades of my life. I believed one gram of protein per pound of body weight is the goal and hopefully a little more. Absolutely do not think that now because there's a certain substance called mTOR that your body creates that significantly raises the cancer rates and other diseases when we have too much. What makes too much is too much protein. You need about a half a gram of protein per pound of body weight. That means if you weigh 200 pounds, you need about 100 grams a day. But one of those needs to be timed around your workout for recovery. Uh, that's not a supplement, of course. We're talking, well, it can be a supplement. It can be food or supplement. I am a huge fan of using whey protein that's clean, that does not have sucralose, does not have all the chemical sweeteners, and is sourced from the right ingredients. Let the buyer beware, especially in athletic supplements. This industry of ours, the nutraceutical industry, truly is one of the most ethical, clean, safe industries that has ever produced uh, ingestibles on this earth. Do we have issues? Yes, we do. But guess what? 90% of all the issues with every uh, questionable supplement falls under only two categories. One is sexual stimulants and the other is athletics. And that's where in the athletic category, you have to find people you trust. But back to protein, you need, you need to put together your plan. I am a keto type of person, so I believe in high fats. I do use MCT oil in my protein to burn body fat and a few other things. But if, if I have to rate the top three supplements as far as pills, astaxanthin is king. 10 milligrams a day will make you stronger, give you more stamina than almost any one thing I have ever seen. Secondly, magnesium. We are in a nation of terribly deficient magnesium levels in our bodies. What happens when you're deficient? 300 to 400 systems of the body rely on adequate magnesium. That's the heart. That's the liver. It's the brain. It's the memory. It's, it's the kidney. You can't name a body part that does not rely on it. What does that mean? If you're low in it, 300 systems are not optimally functioning. If you want to be in the top shape of your life and, and do all the things that, that, that the gift of life has given us, you need to be close to optimal. And you can, the magnesium is not optimal. Well, how are we going to do it? If you completely rearranged a perfect diet, you would get relatively close. But you're not going to be able to work for a living and you're going to have to fix foods all the time. You're going to have to grow them yourself, blank, blank, blank. You see how ridiculous it is. Magnesium's not that expensive. It's safe. Worst side effects, a loose stool. So if you do uh, magnesium, you do astaxanthin, uh, I am a complete believer that inflammation is at the root of all of our diseases as we age. Uh, what the two things that knock that down is omega-3 fatty acids in high doses from clean sources and curcumin. 
which is the herb that um, turmeric or curcumin, people call it different names. Again, it has to be let the buyer beware because you need to find the best places to get that that care about what they are selling, which is not normally the big box stores. You can find some things there, yes, but find other people you trust. What kind of doses of omega-3s are you talking about? Anyone who takes omega-3 and they're a full-grown adult needs to write this number down. 2,000 milligrams of EPA, DHA. Those are the two constituents of omega-3s that improve the viscosity of the blood, reduce inflammation, go to the brain, help ADD, uh, help prevent inflammation. Uh, we, but this is the confusing part. Many brands, especially the less quality brands, will list on the front of the bottle 1,000 milligrams. That's a hoax. Do not believe that as far as what I'm talking about. What that means on these brands, that's the size of the capsule. That doesn't matter at all. The only thing that counts is what's in the capsule. And if you turn the bottle around, is the only way you're going to know by adding up EPA, DHA. There are brands you can do three pills a day or two and get close to that. Some of the brands I've seen, you would need to do eight a day, which is ridiculous. And many times the fish are going to burp on you because they are not processed and they're not pure. Uh, heavy metals is something to is significantly needs to be looked into. So you have to make sure you get brands that have been tested to not have mercury and nickel and arsenic and all of that. Yeah. And even with the turmeric or the curcumin, I mean, it's... Turmeric alone, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is is one of the worst absorbed uh, supplements out there. So finding the correct form or chemical structure to to have it, you know, readily available and bioavailable is important as well, right? So important. I mean, the thing is, turmeric or turmeric is poorly, poorly absorbed. The way the reason the Indians, number one, the country of India, has one of the lower rates of Alzheimer's. Is because actually when they do an autopsy on Indian people, many of them have their brains are actually yellow. They're yellow from the herb turmeric and curry. And, but the way that their body's absorbing it is different than ours. Why is that? It's because they cook all of their curry with fat, especially ghee. Ghee is my favorite fat of all time, which is a clarified butter. And because I'm in a keto lifestyle, I believe in eating fat with every single meal. I carry packets of ghee with me in my jacket. And so I'll put it on a food. Um, But we don't do that as Americans. Generally, if we have curry on a food, uh, it's a spice. And then if you take it in a pill, where's the fat? There's not any. Now, there are supplements now that actually have done the work for your body and they will increase your absorption between 10 to 180 times. Uh, in fact, the product I take, which I really love, uh, Solgar, it's 185 times more absorbable curcumin than it is in the straight turmeric form. So 185 times by Solgar, that's pretty dang good. So I'm, I'm, I will take it the rest of my life in multiple pill dosing. Keep this in mind as one slight bullet point is don't, Always follow the recommendations on the bottle. These need to be individualized based on where you are in life, what you need, and what your goals are. We're not talking about drugs that have significant side effects if increased. Uh, You need to find the real dose of what you need. And for me, that's about three of the curcumin a day. 
Uh, you mentioned earlier something about super fitness. That might be a term that you've coined, um, but it's something that you practice on a daily basis. So could you define super fitness for me? Uh, super fitness to me on a personal level is if I can do, if I perfect world, if everything happened in a magical moment and I had the ability to perform to the to the ultimate level of my life and I could do 50 push-ups at that moment. To me, getting within 10% of that is what I call super fitness. I don't know if, you know, many times we never quite reach the crest of our absolute potential, but if you're super fit, you're not going to be too far away from that because you're going to keep plugging away until you get close. How do you know you're close? Oh, you're going to know. There is no doubt because you've gutted it out to a point where you don't have anything left. And one day I will find that like I will try something for weeks and months and many, many months and slowly improve and I'll have a breakthrough day. It always happens. And that breakthrough day is really odd because it can be a day where I come in the gym and maybe I didn't sleep well. Maybe I just don't feel my best. And sometimes that is the day where I reach the new pinnacle of my fitness. There's a gentleman named Frank Madrano. He, he has the most amazing uh, body weight workout that I have ever come across in all my life. So about three and a half years ago, I saw one of his videos. In fact, the, if you YouTube the word Frank Madrano, M-E-D-R-A-N-O, and go to the video named Train Insane, uh, you will be speechless. I will assure you that you have never seen another human do what he does. And he's 60 freaking years old now. He looks like he's 40 in this. And what he has done is he has created this um, rotating workout. I have two ebooks by him, an intermediate and an advanced. And so uh, the, the two days a week I do his workout, which is means that the other four days a week I do weight training. Uh, I will go on his ebook. I'll flip through to the new page. So every workout I do is different. And he has about eight in each ebook. It has revolutionized my fitness level. It has taken me from being uh, super fit in, in the avenue I was pursuing to a much wider picture of super fitness. I can do things now that I could never have dreamed of four years ago because of Frank Madrano. Here's another Ed Jones point that you rarely will hear anywhere. Uh, let's see, how does this sound to you? Oh, we need to warm up and stretch before we work out, don't we? No, no, no. Every injury I've ever had in my life, which I've had about 12, has been from stretching before working out with weights. You don't do that. You warm up. I sit in a sauna. I just move around in a sauna for three minutes and that's it. When you stretch before you work out with weights, you're asking for trouble. And the reason you're asking is because you are loosening the joint capsule because you're stretching it. It needs to stay tight. It needs to hold all of the, 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 the bones, the joints, the tens, the ligaments need to stay uh, just like a brand new car when you buy it, opposed to a car that's got 200,000 miles, the looseness that comes. That's what comes when you stretch in the mornings. So 
I'm saying don't ever do that again. Now, I am saying warm up the muscle, get blood flowing. You stretch after the workout, not before. Does that go for cardio as well? Uh, it depends on the person and whether it's susceptible to uh, physical injuries from cardio. Cardio is far less risky for that. Uh, you can stretch if you're going to go run and be probably fine unless you already had significant knee or hip issues, but not with weight training. Gotcha. Yeah. To summarize again, one is mixture exercise between cardio and weights. Two, ask yourself a question every morning upon awakening. Did I work out yesterday? If the answer is no, you know what you have to do. And number three is you can never exercise your way out of a bad diet. And lastly is as we age, I'm completely convinced that we have to supplement. Supplement with the right nutritional products in order to achieve the results that we all dream and wish for. Well, that's it for this week's edition. And thank you again for listening Until next time, I'm Ed Jones. And remember, whenever a doctor cannot do good, he must be kept from doing harm. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Holistic Navigator podcast. For more information and previous episodes, visit www.theholisticnavigator.com. 